This is a special edition of Late Night Health. I'm Mark Allen. I have a friend who once called me the most persistent person in, in radio. His name is John Harper. He is an acclaimed radio programmer, talk show host, radio station owner, and all-around good guy. And we're going to talk about the COVID-19 crisis of, from the state of Florida and here in the state of California. John, it's nice to see you. It's been a long time. How are you holding up with COVID-19? Well, first of all, Mark, it is a uh, delight, uh, pleasure, and an honor to be here with you as well on your show. We go back uh, so far. It is uh, really kind of amazing that uh, we've endured all these years. And I think if you were to add up the years that uh, our friendship goes back, we're looking at uh, perhaps something like uh, 40 years. Yeah, it's about 40 years. About 40 that's, years. Uh, that's hard to believe. Hard I to know. believe. Can I, I'm going to tell the story. I applied for a job yeah. uh, in, in Detroit, and John was the program director and operations manager. And I, um, I, I think I came very close. You guys decided to hire somebody in the market instead. But I was very excited to talk to John because he gave me pointers. He, he, he was very complimentary about my style. And we've just kept in touch for most of those 40 years. We've had, I guess from there, we've had kids and other yeah. things too, weddings and, and all of that, right? Absolutely. It, uh, it's been a long road and uh, it's been great uh, traveling that road with you, Mark, uh, and uh, each of us sharing in uh, many of our accomplishments over the years. And late night health is uh, certainly one of those major accomplishments for you. Yeah, I uh, it's be it, it's 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 taken on a life of its own. Has your life changed that much from COVID with the the the, the lockdown? And I think Florida is going to be one of the first states to open up. But has it changed your life that much? Well, in some respects, Mark, it has in the fact that, in fact, uh, uh, I had this conversation just last night with someone. Um, I think it's going to be a long time before, uh, at least here, the people that I'm surrounded with, uh, before we ever go back into a department store or some type of a restaurant or whatever without wearing uh, uh, surgical gloves and without having a face mask on, uh, even pumping gas. Uh, last night I was pumping gas, and just as I reached for the uh, the pump nozzle, I thought, "Oh my God, I got to put my gloves on." So uh, it's uh, things like that, subtle things like that, which uh, has caused a change. And I think, Mark, in some respects, that's a change that's going to be with us for quite some time, even once we get through the current situation and crisis that we're in. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, by the way, I forgot to mention that uh, John uh, hosts a show on, uh, called The Information Overload Hour on 90.3 in the Melbourne, Florida area. Yeah, uh, we cover uh, the Space Coast and the Treasure Coast here on the East Coast of Florida. And I was, uh, I was pleased and honored to be on the show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was a lot of, a lot of fun. 
the um, you know the the fact is that I love to eat out. I love food, as you know, and not being able to go out and sit with my wife or friends and having a conversation and meeting people, being with people, has really affected me because I'm a social guy. I mean, it's what I do. And, and it bothers me that we can't do that. Um, I've got a face mask, I, I, many, several, and I have, uh, and I wear gloves uh, at the gas station. I'm pumped, you know, with, with, my, with the gloves. I come home and I take the credit card and I spritz it with something that my wife gives me and to, to clean it up. But I've, I, I think there's going to be a change in the way we react to people. And that, that does bother me. How about you? Well, you, you bring up a good point, Mark, in the fact that you said uh, you are a very social person. I am too. I enjoy going to restaurants and having a good meal, a good conversation. And uh, that, I think, is uh, something that is uh, going to be changing as we speak. I'm not quite sure how that's going to work out. I'm hearing uh, that here in Florida, a lot of restaurants either have outdoor seating or they're going to somehow or another try to incorporate outdoor seating here in Florida. And that may help to a degree to get things open, but there's a long way to go. And also don't forget here in Florida, uh, we're the tourist capital of the United States uh, with uh, Disney World, uh, Universal, SeaWorld, uh, and a number of other uh, uh, worlds as well. And how those are going to be controlled, how they're going to be operated on is, uh, is something that is yet to be determined as well. But I know they are working on that as we speak right now. There was a news report a couple of days ago here in L.A. A restaurant owner is getting ready to open. Um, he's taking the chairs off the table. He's wiped down the tables. He's hoping that we'll be able to open up, but he knows that there'll still be social distancing and he has a bar. Uh, he says he can seat 10 people at that bar comfortably, but with social distancing, he can only get three. And I was thinking, so you and I walk in together because we've been living together. You're, you know, we're brothers and we come in or me and my wife, you and your, your, uh, um, uh, significant other do we get to sit together or do we have to have social distancing that's one great great question right you're, you're absolutely right and i don't think that has uh, really been determined yet how that's going to work out and uh, it it just opens up uh, every question leads to another question it's uh, kind of like uh, one of my favorite uh, tv shows uh, oak island and uh, I know uh, uh, the boys on there uh, say many times, well, that answers that question, but now it opens up another question that we don't have an answer to. And I think that's where we're at right now as well. I, I agree. And then I was also thinking, gee, the guy would sell 10 martinis. Uh, John has a blue martini sign behind him off to, uh, I think, his left. And... Um, 
So somebody will, you know, normally he could sell 10 martinis in an hour. Now he's going to be restricted to sell three. That's, That's got right. to be a problem, not only for him, but for all small businesses. It's, uh, it's a problem that nobody really has an answer to, Mark. Uh, uh, there are a lot, of, uh, a lot of proposals being floated out there as far as how that should be handled, but uh, no one has come up to a, a definitive solution yet. And I don't think there really will be one definitive answer until a vaccine is developed in the next uh, year, year to 18 months from what I'm hearing. Yeah, I've heard that too. I, I know that uh, I think Israel has said that they're about ready to test one or two, actually. Uh, I read that the other day. Uh, I received a, a news release from a company in Texas that says they're ready to go, but the FCC won't let them. And it's, I mean, it's a quagmire right now. I mean, do we loosen the rules that are supposed to be there to protect us? Um, or do we, we, we stay with the rules we have? You know, nobody knows. Nobody knows. And uh, uh, it, it, it just creates more questions and fewer answers. And how that's handled, Mark, uh, uh, who would have ever thought we'd be talking about how close you can sit next to someone at a bar or in a restaurant or on a plane or in the grocery store. And it, it, it just leads to so many different things that nobody can really pinpoint, here's the definitive way to go. I've noticed one thing is that people seem to be friendlier right now. Have you noticed that? It, that's an interesting point. Uh, and I've been thinking about that. And I've been comparing that to immediately after 9-11. After 9-11, I thought the country was in one big united group of people, very, very friendly, uh, going out of their way to be friendly. Uh, now, with the COVID-19 war that we're in, yes, people are friendlier, no, no doubt about it. But I also think uh, people are, they're, they're scared about this and not knowing what's going to be next. I mean, it seems many times, Mark, like things are changing on a day-to-day -day basis. No two days have been alike. It's, it's interesting. I've noticed that I was at the market and I'm walking down an aisle and some of the markets have arrows here. Yeah. Right. We have them too here in Florida. And yeah. this one did not. I don't even remember which one I was at, but I'm walking down an aisle and there's a woman and she sees me coming so I go off to the right. She hugs her side of the aisle and she's struggling. She's short and she wants something on a top shelf. Well, I'm not the tallest guy in the world, uh, but I'm taller than she is. And I said, do you need some help? She said, I, I wanted to see if they had any, whatever it was, applesauce, whatever she was looking for. And so she stepped away. I looked up and I said, I'm sorry, they're out. And she said, thank you, you saved me 10 minutes. I really appreciate it. And I've noticed that people are, you walk down the aisle, they're saying hi, they're waving. Uh, I've been taking walks, not as often as I should. Our weather is finally cleared up. It'll be about 80 degrees, maybe even 85 here in the uh, 
Conejo Valley, where I live, as we record this, and I'll be able to go for a nice walk. And as I walk, people are, hi, how are you? It's, which they didn't do before. Well, here in my neighborhood, uh, yeah, Mark, it's the uh, same thing. In my neighborhood, I've met, uh, I'm in a small uh, area here um, on the Space Coast of Florida where my neighborhood is located. And uh, I have met uh, neighbors that I never knew existed one month ago. And everybody's very friendly. Um, and uh, sometimes when, when I'm out walking, I've got uh, one of the dogs with me. Uh, it seems like it's mandatory. You have to wave or uh, they kind of get miffed if you don't. So everybody's waving. Everybody is uh, smiling. Everybody's exchanging greetings. So from that aspect, it's, uh, it's been a very big positive, no doubt about it. And people are starting to know the neighbors around them that they didn't know one month ago. And you have how many dogs? I've got uh, two dogs and uh, my cat. Uh, my cat is my baby. And you heard about the cats in New York yesterday? Yes. Yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, two cats were, um, have come down with COVID-19 and they tested positive. But they don't know if the cat got it from somebody or if the cat can give it to somebody. And the good news is the cats will recover. But that's, uh, that's an interesting twist as well and opens up more questions with fewer answers. So go figure. I wanted to ask you about millennials and, and people just a few years younger than you and I. And that is, uh, it used to be, and I'm hoping this doesn't disappear, it won't. This is uh, a phone, right? And I, in, Pre-COVID-19, you go to a restaurant, you see two people sitting there, and they're both texting. Now, usually this is younger people. And I've noticed now, of course, everybody is, is glued to their, their cell device of one kind or another. I've always said that, you know, conversation is, I mean, it's what I do. It's what you do, but I've noticed a lot. I mean, we, we know that younger people don't like to use a telephone. They text. And of course, there are exceptions to the rule. I'm not trying to make, make light. But the communication, that one-on-one -on -one that we, we talked about a few moments ago, the millennials, I think, are really adapting to this, you know, thumb communication technique much, you know, much more rapidly than I would have thought. And I don't think it's good. Um, I don't think it is either. Uh, because people are losing, especially the younger people, the ability to communicate. Uh, something that uh, you and I have done for decades, and uh, people are losing that. Great, uh, great example to back up uh, your point, Mark. I was in a restaurant uh, last year, and it was on a Sunday afternoon, and uh, there was a large family gathering. It was obvious that this was a birthday party for the grandmother of the uh, family. Mm -hmm. So um, 
I'm just kind of watching what's going on and I'm not hearing a whole lot coming from the table. And I look over and, uh, and everybody at the table is, is on their cell phone and they're texting with the exception of the grandmother. Of she course. was the only one. She was yeah. the only one. So from the kids on up to the, uh, the adults, everybody was here on their cell phone uh, doing some type of a text with the exception of the grandmother. And I thought that was a uh, interesting snapshot on life in America today. You know, I wanted to ask you as we wrap up here about your take on the conspiracy theories about COVID-19. Uh, I'm going to be doing a, a special uh, later on today, actually, with a friend of mine who is convinced that this is a conspiracy. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I, I, I don't buy into most of them. Um, I think there are some things that may need some investigative work and we have to take a look at, but do I think that Bill Gates is beyond the, behind this and that he's going to come out with an instant vaccine and if you don't take his vaccine, you're going to die. I don't think that's even plausible. Have you heard these things too? I've, I've heard that, of course, Mark, as well. And I totally, totally do not buy into it. I really don't give it a whole lot of uh, thought because, well, I give it a lot of thought, but when you've got lives on the line, people who have given their lives to helping save other lives, that's far from a conspiracy. And uh, uh, heck, there are conspiracy theories about, uh, you name it, every major event, I think, in our American history, there's some type of a conspiracy behind it. I sit here on the space coast of Florida, and there's uh, always been a conspiracy of, did we really go to the moon? That type of thing. Oh, my. Oh, I, re oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, so totally ludicrous, and uh, I don't buy into any of those theories, not when there are lives that have been lost and lives that uh, have been saved by people who are willing to put all things aside and just step forward and help out their fellow man or woman. And, and be on that front line. Where were you, yeah. where were you uh, when uh, uh, Neil Armstrong landed, uh, spoke? I remember where I was. Uh, that's a good, uh, good question, Mark, and I certainly remember it. I was um, in Germany. Um, I was in a town called Bitburg. I was having a beer and a bratwurst, or bratwurst, and uh, having some palm frites, French fries, at a little stand uh, that had uh, uh, had a little radio. And I was listening to the broadcast as I uh, of uh, Neil Armstrong landing on the moon. I was listening to it as I ate my uh, bratwurst in you that were in the service uh, at the time. Yeah, I was uh, in the Air Force at the time, and I uh, remember that distinctly, like it occurred just uh, yesterday. Yeah, I do too. I uh, I remember I was working at a McDonald's, hmm. and the manager brought in a TV set and set it out on the front counter. We were dead, there were no customers. And we gathered around this thing. And it was just, it was magic that this was being transmitted yeah. on the moon. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Just By the way, uh, not to uh, get off subject here, but speaking of moon and astronauts and all that, I'm uh, happy to report that next month, 
May, don't have the exact date yet, but uh, right here from the uh, Kennedy Space Center, we will be sending American astronauts back into uh, uh, space uh, to our International Space Station. And that first historic launch, after all these years of having the Russians launch our men and women, that'll take place in the month of May, toward the end of May. So that'll be something to watch for. Oh, that's uh, really good. You've covered all of those. Yes, I have. Yeah, you've, uh, you've covered all of those. And and John is also, I'm going to call him a, a, a weather follower because you've done hours and hours during hurricanes there in, in the Space right. Coast. Right. So between, uh, between following uh, hurricanes and uh, reporting on every launch that we've had over, over the last uh, more than uh, two decades here, actually almost three decades here in the Space Coast, um, it's more of a hobby for me. It's not uh, work. It's uh, interesting. It's fun. And just like broadcasting, uh, I enjoy it just like you do as well. Yeah, broadcasting. What a way to make a living, folks. Uh, <laughs> John, hey, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. Um, this has been fun. Yeah, it's fun. We got to do this more often. I haven't seen you. Yeah. yeah. I miss you. It's, uh, we don't talk. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. All right. Do we have, do we have time for me to get a shot of that martini? Uh, oh yeah, you go want ahead. That? Yeah, let me see if idea. I can get that in the picture there. Where is it here? Look at this thing, guys. Do I have her? Uh, tilt it up just a little bit more. Oh, there she is. Yeah, there she is. Yeah. Uh, we just lost our family rating, but um, <laughs> uh, a, a beautiful young woman in a martini glass. How old? Uh, do you know how old that poster is? Um, it's from the sixties. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. You had, you had a collection when I was there with you in Florida, you, uh, you had a collection of old time radio stuff. You still have that? Hang oh, I, I still do. I still do. And I've got, uh, I've got some, uh, some great ones that I've added to my collection there. It's a, uh, it's a great hobby. I yeah. enjoy it. Got it. A friend of mine collects Hopalong Cassidy stuff. Mm. Uh, and um, and that, yeah, Hopalong Cassidy, Howdy Doody, and things like that. Well, if you don't know uh, who very, those are, you'll very, have to look them up. Uh, very yeah, valuable. Yeah, they could be. He's, I think he's got a yeah. box, too. I, I remember that. Um, John Harper, thank you very much for spending some time with us here at Late Night Health. John has been a supporter of the show since the beginning. And uh, we look forward to uh, continuing, uh, uh, you know, interfacing and talking with John as, as time goes by. I'm Mark Allen, thanks for watching. We'll see you soon.